I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 160. There's lots of times where we'll get the same phone call from Google, for example, and uh, they'll get the phone call first and then I get the phone call and it's the same person asking the same questions. And I'm not even being arrogant when I say this, but it's 10 times out of 10, I'm getting that deal. Where the best mortgage brokers get better. I Love Mortgage Brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Chris Kalinsky. He's from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Chris does an amazing job of using social media and Facebook to grow his business. I highly recommend you go check out his page and watch how he's interacting with his network. He shares an example of how he uses newsjacking to get his post shared. And he had one post that was shared over 50 times. It's crazy. Another really cool story he shares about how his adoptive dad inspired him to overcome his shyness. And he's definitely not shy now. And it's a perfect example of how modeling behavior is so cool between parents and, and kids, but also in how it can work in the workplace. And I think you'll find that awesome. Before we get started, the show is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Now, normally when we have a sponsor for the show, it's because I personally use their product or service and I can give it a 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I don't personally do B deals. I decided to do some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West and I found everyone I talked to so they were fast, down to earth and under oath deals if they made sense. Also, they've been have turnaround times of less than two hours. If you're a mortgage broker looking for a B deal in BC or Alberta, check out Pioneer West at pioneerwest.com. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott, thanks for having me. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got in the mortgage business? Yeah, for sure. I guess before I get into that, I just want to say, I think what you're doing with the Isle of Mortgage Brokering thing is phenomenal. For the longest time, I thought, uh, you know, I was kind of the lone wolf in the industry hunting for business. And once I kind of started following you uh, online, I was like, man, we're a, we're a community. We should be helping each other out. There's so much more business to be hunting with the banks that we got to be sharing ideas and helping each other out so i think what you're doing is phenomenal so uh, well thanks man and it's definitely it helps that people are willing to get on and share and share their experiences share what's working and i always say I, I believe there's no problem someone's having in their business that someone else hasn't already solved it's just oh for sure that how do you find that solution when you need it and so that was exactly kind of the idea with the show so yeah well I, dude i'm excited to have you on so tell me how did you what was your path to our industry uh so first i guess my name is chris Fun fact about myself is I'm still under 30 years old, so I have uh, quite a bit of left time left to, to do this. But uh, I have a beautiful daughter. Her name's Luna. She's three years old. And uh, my wife, Jolyn, and I are expecting baby number two in the next couple months. So that's going to keep me a lot busier than what I am right now. Something that I'm really passionate about is uh, volunteering. I am a member of the Kinsman Club of Saskatoon here and uh, we, you know, every year, for I guess the last six years, we've given back and raised about $4.4 million and given it back to the community. And that's something I'm very passionate about. It's kind of, uh, I invest a lot of hours into that every year. And uh, I've been a mortgage associate now for four and a half years, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Sweet. So how did you get, how did you get into becoming a mortgage broker? There's a bit of a story with that, I guess. Uh, when my wife and I first bought our house, um, we originally went to our bank and uh, the bank said, no, we don't like this deal because you're commissioned. And uh, my wife's actually from the United States. So they were like, we don't like the fact that she's kind of new to Canada or newer to Canada. And uh, you're commissioned. It just doesn't make sense. What were you doing for commission? I, at the time, I was selling cell phones. So I was in okay. university and selling phones. 
they didn't want to, to use that. It was really discouraging, especially, you know, as first time home buyers, it was a discouraging process. And a friend of mine actually said, you know, you should check out this mortgage broker. They helped us out. And at the time I actually didn't even know what a mortgage broker was. And uh, so we got set up with her and went through the process and it was, it was not really a, a great process to, dealing with this broker. She didn't really treat us like uh, first time home buyers, didn't explain anything. And, but she got us a mortgage and that was kind of the, the, the good news of that whole thing. And I kind of looked at that situation. I was like, man, she did everything over email. It was, it was very smooth in regards to that stuff. I'm like, but this is something I should look at because it's, it's a sales thing, which I love dealing with people. So I should look, really seriously consider this and kind of see like, this is what I feel like she did wrong. And this is how I can improve on that. So that's kind of what got me into the industry. I did some research and eventually decided that this was the, the industry for me. Okay. So then how did that transition go from self selling cell phones to, to did you find somebody that kind of took you under their wing? Because it's, it's not like the course really prepares you for the day-to-day brokering. No, exactly. So I actually, my mom knew she went to school with someone that was a, was a mortgage broker and uh, got me into, uh, got me into a meeting and kind of chatted a little bit. And, and I was like, this sounds perfect for me. I absolutely love this. Be my own boss. And uh, at first I kind of thought, you know, there's the income potentials, you know, there's really no limit. And I was like, how are more people not doing this? And then when I started, I, you know, I kind of had the, the mentorship going with the brokerage I was at. It was a different brokerage I'm at right now. But then I started realizing quick on how, why there's a barrier to entry there where, you know, you might not make your first paycheck for the first few months, which is what happened to me. And so it was a hard transition at the beginning, but every month I kind of looked and I was like, you've got to stick with this. You've got to work hard and, uh, you know, it's, success is going to come. So it took a few months, but once I got rolling, I never looked back. And so when did it actually start to click for you? So you had a mentor, you, you got connected with someone, which is very valuable if you're starting out. When was it at the point where you're like, hey, you know what? I actually think I can, I, I can make this work. Uh, it was at the six month mark. So it, was, it, it took a bit to get going here because I guess when I started, I wasn't, even though I was a people person with my friends, it was tough for me to, to be confident in the products. There's so much you got to learn, right, in this industry and coming from something where I had nothing to do with finance there's a lot of adjusting in the, in the market. So it didn't, it wasn't until about six months that I really started thinking like, Hey, this is definitely for me and, uh, and take it from there. Okay. And where did your first deal come from? If you don't mind me asking. First deal came from Facebook. Oh really? Like, and was it somebody that you already knew or some like a friend of a friend? No, it was, it wasn't even a friend of a friend actually. It was just, uh, I started, so I started a Facebook page and, uh, just started posting relevant information about the market and, and throwing out a couple ads here and there. And just someone liked my page. Like there's a, I had about at the time, I had about 80 people that liked my page. Some of it was people I knew, some of it was new people. And it ended up being just someone that liked my page. And, and they sent me a message saying, Hey, Chris, we're looking at buying a house and, and we need some help. They were actually str- uh, struggling with a credit union at the time. And, and they uh, came in my door and we were able to, to get them a mortgage. So that was my first deal. Nice. And so, okay, I'm going to talk about Facebook a bit later because I know that a lot of your business comes from there. So before we dive into the rest of your story, I always like to ask about a quote that's had an impact on your life or business. Can you share a quote that's really impacted you? Absolutely. So I was actually, when I was 16 years old, I was adopted. And so I was fairly old when I was adopted, but uh, my, my adopted family, my mom shared a quote to me because Coming from a not good situation, obviously, I was associated with not good people. My family wasn't really good, and, 
And uh, my friends weren't really good. And and I was kind of struggling at the time. And my mom told me, she said, Chris, in order to be successful in life, you have to surround yourself with successful people. And uh, ever since that day, I was something clicked for me. And I just started kind of purging the people that I, you know, that were negative influences in my life and, and adding people that I deemed, you know, not deemed, but I thought were going to be successful. And success means whatever you want to mean, right? It doesn't necessarily mean money or anything like that. But as I, you know, as I started getting older, I started filling my life with those successful people and it's, uh, it hasn't been the same since. So it's something that I live by in my life and business. Okay. I think that's great. I've heard that same idea that you're kind of the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So how I got two questions on that. When you, if let's say somebody is not the best influence, how have you been able to end that relationship without, you know, being a jerk basically? Yeah. yeah I guess it's more of like a, I start drifting apart, you know, it's like maybe not hanging out with them anymore or, or hanging out with them less. And I kind of, you know, slow that out just because it's tough when you got, you know, if you're trying to be this way and you've got people in your life that are the opposite, like you said, you're, you're kind of who you hang out with. Right. So um, I don't want to be rude about it or, or even cut those, like sever those relationships off fully. It's just, you know, I just kind of distance myself and, and start focusing on the things that are important to me. Okay, and then how about a time when you've identified someone that you're like, hey, man, this person, I would love to be in their orbit because I feel like we would make each other better. So when you've identified one of those people, how have you gone out and started to, to nurture that relationship? Uh, it's, a, it's, a slow, it's a slow process. I mean, you got to start talking to them and, and uh, building that relationship with them. But it's easy to know who's successful and who's not, right? Like there's, you know, in my opinion, success means happiness. And you can definitely tell who's happy. So um, when you start talking to people and, uh, you know, building those relationships, it's it, once you start it, it's kind of an easy process. It's not really much work if you guys got similar goals and, and similar uh, viewpoints, right? So Right, right. So, yeah, that's my next question. How do you or how do you define success? Is it just happiness or is it something, is there other parts to it? Success is whatever makes you happy. So uh, for me, it's a work-life balance. It's uh, being successful at, at work. So, you know, bringing business in the door, closing deals, making people happy. Personally, I love making people laugh. And uh, if I can make someone laugh, see my success in that conversation. <laughs> right. So how many hours, you said work-life balance was important. So what, what kind of hours are you putting into your business right now? It's, I don't really keep track, but I kind of work whenever I know, you know, listening to your podcast over the last few months here, I've, you know, there's people that only work nine to five hours and, and that's, that's great if it, if it works for you, I kind of work whenever I need to work and it's, there's no really set hours. So I work evenings, weekends for the most part, it's your typical nine to five, but, um, I kind of work all the time. Okay. Uh, so the next thing I want to ask you about is failure. I know talking to successful mortgage brokers, loan officers, that failure is something that happens, but it's never fatal. And looking back, there's always a lesson. So can you share something you failed at and the lesson you learned? My entire life, I've, I've been known to the people that know me well as a people person, because I'm, you know, the, to the people I'm, I, I'm familiar with, I'm outgoing, I'm funny, I make them laugh and, and uh, I can keep a conversation. What they didn't know is like, I wasn't like that with people I didn't know. And I was you know, if I was introduced to people, I didn't really know how to converse with them if I didn't know them. And, and I kind of struggled with that my my whole life. And, you know, after I was uh, adopted, my my dad, my new dad, he was kind of the same way. Like he was very shy. And when I got to know him, he was to people that he knew, he was very open and, and laughed and joked and stuff. But he was very shy to, to people that he didn't know. And, and as time went on, I noticed him making that change too, where I'd I'd see him start to talk to lots of people that uh, he didn't know and he integrated easily into that. And 
And it was very inspiring to see someone that was like me and we were kind of shy in situations that uh, we weren't familiar with to being you know, open and being able to talk to people. And once I got into the mortgage industry specifically, um, I knew that in order to be successful, I need to be able to talk to anyone. So one of the things I did to remedy that or to, to help me with my shyness with people I didn't know was every time I went to like a grocery store or a gas station or something like that, I made sure to strike up a conversation with whoever was behind that, behind that desk and, and ask them how their day was, talk about the weather. And no matter how uncomfortable I was in the situation, I forced myself to, to, to talk to people I didn't know. And uh, it's definitely changed the way I, you know, I, I can sit with people in my office that I've never met before and have a conversation about anything now. And it's, it's changed the way I kind of live my life and, and do business. Yeah, that's all. You have to be good with people in order to be successful, certainly on the sales side of our business. So that's cool. And it's cool that your, you know, your new dad basically modeled this for you. And it's interesting how I have three kids and you can tell your kids something, but they really watch your behavior more, even more exactly. than what you tell them. And so modeling is so good. And it's good that you, you know, you had that good influence. It was funny because I never even, uh, I don't even think I've even told my dad that, that that was something that I saw grow in him. And it's something that I looked at and it's, it inspired me to do the same thing. And, and uh, you'll have to share this show with him so he can get me surprised and be like, Oh, that's cool, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your morning routine. So how do you get your day rolling? Well, get my day rolling is it, I used to really struggle in the mornings and uh, simply because I'd stay up late at night and, and I'd have a hard time getting up in the mornings and being newly self-employed, it's, you know, you got to find that motivation to, to get to the office. And um, it didn't really start until I had had my daughter Luna and then started having those morning routines with her. So um, now, especially uh, she's at the age right now where she's getting open doors and that. So she gets up early in the morning and uh, she jumps into bed with us and I kind of, I'm awake at this time, but I lay in bed and I, it's this kind of game where I don't wake up or I don't open my eyes unless she kisses me on the forehead or cheek or whatever. It's kind of like our magic thing and mm-hmm. kind of gets my morning really going. And then we get up and you're like sleeping beauty, sleeping daddy. Exactly. exactly. So, and, and it gets you because she's super pumped and she's excited when she kisses me and my eyes open and it's like, now we're ready to go and we're both kind of raring to go for the day. And, and I feel honestly, if, if that doesn't happen like that, my day's out of sorts and I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm doing for my day. So that's what gets me going. And I, you know, then I come into the office and, and uh, toss on some music and, and uh, get things done. Right. That's awesome, dude. And obviously your kids matter a lot to you, right? That's a, yes, absolutely. One of the things that we do, your kid, how old is she again? Three. Three. So I started doing VIP dates because I have three kids. And so once a week I take out one kid and we do whatever they want and spend an hour. And yeah. and that's been so good. And the kids, like, they love it. So, um, okay. So talking about other thing I've noticed talking to successful brokers is there's kind of three parts to your business. There's leads, teams, and systems. And so I want to ask about leads first. So where does the majority of your business come from? So the majority of my business comes from places like Facebook and, and Google. So that whole online atmosphere is where I'm really targeting for for that. I still got, you know, like the, your typical realtor referrals and partner referrals and that kind of stuff, referrals from friends and friends coming in for the mortgages. But for the most part, it's, it's really Facebook and Google. It's kind of what's generating most of my, uh, so give me an example of something you're doing on Facebook that you've found been working for you. It's, it's tough to give one example. Cause it's, it's, it's kind of a whole ecosystem that you gotta be just focusing on. You gotta be doing lots of things and you can't just be doing one thing to, to be deemed successful in there. It's like, okay. Well then if I'm, 
a mortgage broker and I'm like, hey, I'm not very good at Facebook. What's what's your advice? What are two or three things you'd say? Okay, well then you should do X. You got to be active. Like it's when you've got people on there, you're gonna have people leaving reviews. You're gonna have people asking you questions. You got to be posting stuff that's valuable because in the world of social media right now, people are going to social media for their news more so than they are going to the news for news. So it's like you got to be posting information that they're going to want to share and then they're going to want to be interested in read. So it's very important to be active because if you're on there and you're not doing anything, they're not going to see you. They're not going to see your name. They're not going to know what you do. So one of the things that I do that's probably the most successful thing I do is it's called hijack marketing. I don't know if you know what that is. How do you define hijack marketing? How I define it is like local news stories or any news stories that you know that are that they just announced and uh, you think are going to be shared a lot or people are going to be talking about a lot, you just jump on that train and, and you make a post about it. Then you kind of uh, may personalize it, make your own, maybe throw your logo on it or something like that. And people just share that stuff. So a, a, an example of that is recently in our in Saskatoon here, there was a bunch of wind and it uh, there was a tree downtown that pulled or knocked over. It was a large tree and it like lifted up, crushed a car and it was kind of made a big mess. And uh, one of the radio stations posted an image of it. And within five minutes, I posted it on my page and I just threw a logo on it and said, look at what happened downtown Saskatoon. And, and I got like 50 shares out of it within an hour. And people are starting to like my page. They're like, oh, I need a mortgage. And I got a message from it. And so it's that's what hijack marketing would be. It's just kind of seeing a news story and, and using it for yourself. <laughs> I do know, I've done that in the past. I called it newsjacking. I don't know if that's like the proper news I think that's actually the term for it. <laughs> yeah, newsjacking. And so a story would come out, let's say the, that would be a sudden change in interest rates, and I would reach out to the local radio station and a few other places and be like, hey, I can give you my talking points on this and, and say something somewhat interesting or controversial. And they would, you know, I've been on, you, you can you can get in the media by doing that. So exactly, but you, but you're exactly. using your own channel by creating, by your own Facebook page. I think that's genius. Okay, so that's one thing you'd do, this news jacking. What other stuff would you do? Posting relevant information. I think, you know, you got to be active posting all, all the time. But ever, honestly, it's like every time I post something about interest rates or products or something like that, it's uh, I get a question. Someone's always messaging me saying, hey, I need a mortgage or, hey, what does that mean? Or what are rates or anything like that? It's, you know, you got to post stuff that doesn't have to do with mortgages. But you also got to keep in mind that you are a mortgage broker and you got to post relevant stuff. So uh, it's just a mixture of both things that I do. And so like, for example, I'll post like, a, I'll make an image where it's like talking about purchase plus improvements. And then I'll give some examples how you can take money out on your mortgage for uh, do some renovations. And then a lot of people don't even know that exists. So then I get start getting messages about that. Oh, how does this program work? Is it for me? And, and uh, generates those leads that way. Right, right. This is awesome. I'm going to, I'm, I don't know if I've liked your page yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, I did. So I'm going to follow your page. So anytime somebody is good at something, it's always just just learn from them, right? Like, so you're obviously figuring this out. And you, it looks like you do video as well. So tell me about that. Like, yes. How, are, is there a frequency or is it just when you feel inspired or how does that work? Uh, video. So in my opinion, what it is is like nobody watches, in my opinion, anyways, not many people watch TV anymore. Majority of people get their news and, and video watching from places like YouTube and and uh, Facebook. And so I've noticed that the, besides the hijack marketing, the videos are getting the most engagement because you're, you're asking people and adding that touch of personality and, and that's what people like. So people are engaging, asking questions and it's a way to get your point across in an interesting way. So frequency, I don't really have a frequency of how often I post. It's just kind of, if something in my opinion, if I can get something off better 
in a video, I'll post about it. So I'm actually going to be making a post here right away because there's some changes coming with our in Saskatchewan for PST on uh, mortgage insurance. And I feel like that's not a good thing to, to just post in words that I'll get my point across better over a video. So no, it's good. You got a good looking page here. This is good stuff. So if you're, if somebody's listening and they're like, Hey, I don't know how to use this Facebook thing, go check out Chris's page. We'll put a link in the show notes. Cause I, I think you're doing a lot of good things. I like some of the images you have. They got some flashy things and I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it looks good. <laughs> so, okay. The next part I want to talk to you about is leads and team. So now do you, what's your team structure? Is it you? Do you have an assistant? Do you have like, do you outsource anything? What does that look like? So right now my team is, I, I don't have like your traditional sense of a team where you got an assistant and maybe you're an underwriting team or anything like that. I try and keep everything, you know, I, I try and do everything myself. Um, I'm starting to outsource a little bit with uh, using a client caller system, which I'm actually just getting signed up for right now. And I'm very excited about it because that's kind of one of the things that's lacking in, in my business right now. My, my team, for the most part, is like it kind of comes back to my quote about surrounding yourself with successful people. And there's really my team are the people that influence me the most in my business. So I got two people that, you know, one is industries in my industry. He's literally in the office right next to me. Um, his name's Ryan. He's the one that brought me over and uh, to, to ISASK. And uh, I look up to that guy in all aspects of my business and personal life. And he's just a, a real beauty. What's Ryan's last name? Mulberg, Ryan Mulberg. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's, he's very well respected in the industry and, and we help each other out. And he's just a, he's just a guy that I love just being around. And so he's part of my team or I'm part of his team or however you want to look at it. Um, but there's that. And then the other guy that, uh, you know, was part of my team, but not in my industry is my best friend, Tristan. He actually is kind of a little unorthodox, but he, he's a business owner himself. He owns Armed with Harmony Music Services and uh, he's a, I like to look at it as a go-getter. We inspire each other to do different things, try out different marketing things. And, and uh, he's someone I really keep really close to me in, in f- friendship and business. And that's kind of what I look at as my team. So Right. And that goes back to what you talked about earlier, surrounding yourself with the right people. It exactly. In your whole, I, I totally agree. It's sort of like a training partner in if you're working out or your golfing buddies all that stuff makes yep. a difference in your performance right exactly so now i want to ask about systems because obviously if it's you and you're kind of what kind of system do you use to keep track of your deals and your active files so that nothing falls through the cracks because i find that's one of the areas that you can really you know it, it, it hampers growth and that's that's something i struggled with for a couple of years actually is like Everything that I was doing and keeping track of was all in my head, and that was a mess. So everything, like everything I presented to the clients, it looked sorted out and looked awesome, but in my head, it was just a mess. And it wasn't just till recently. I had a CRM system that I was using, but I wasn't using it to its full potential. And actually, just recently, I switched over to using HubSpot, and I've customized it so that it's got so I, it keeps track of my contacts. And it's also keeping track of all my deals and their deal stages. And it's like, it's, it is unbelievable. So it's HubSpot and Dropbox are the two things that I just use religiously that keep track of everything. That's awesome. So uh, what's the best business advice you've ever received? Best business advice was from a ma- my manager when I sold phones. Uh, he told me, because that was, I was really new in the sales industry when I started with phones. And uh, he said, Chris, if there's one thing I can tell you, it's sell how you would like to be sold to. 
And uh, I kind of, I, I listened to that and I was like, I didn't really understand what it meant at first until I started really getting going. And I started seeing like, if I went and bought a car, for example, and I felt like I was super pressured into buy something and I didn't like how I was being treated or that's not how I like to be sold to. So I, I changed the way that I kind of talk to my clients and it's like, I'm not pushy. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't do anything that I wouldn't like happen to me. And that's probably the best advice that I've ever gotten for business. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, I totally agree with that too. Can you share one thing about yourself you can't find on Google? <laughs> it's a, I'm, I'm a pretty open book on, on social media and social media integrates very well with Google. So everything's pretty much on there. But, uh, one of the, the cool things is I actually, my wife and I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but she's, uh, she's new to Canada and we met playing a, uh, video game. So, uh, that's kind of, what video game was it? It was Halo three. Right, so you're playing obviously online. Yeah. So it kind of, it randomly matched us up. We both got it. She's from Hawaii and it randomly matched us up and she was good and, and I was good. And when I saw her at the time, I saw her MySpace profile and I was like, there's no way this girl is playing a video game. And then we just kind of built a relationship playing and eventually she came here. I went there, met her family and the rest is history. How long ago was that? That was, we've been married now for nine years. And so that was 10 years ago. So I was married when I was 20. Wow. So forget about like match.com, go to Halo and <laughs> find your match on a video. Like, dude, that's a crazy story. That's awesome. So and that was at a time when it wasn't even common to find anyone online. It was before that whole online dating thing. So it was kind of a little quirky at the time. And now everyone's like, eh, I met my wife online too. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. But Halo, dude, that's got to be a like you know that's a very unique story so i'm going to move to some rapid fire questions you can answer these shorter answers if you like what's the number one thing holding back most brokers from being successful confidence in this industry when you're doing any type of sales or when people are searching for someone that's a professional you got to have confidence and uh, i think it shows because if and this has happened to me on numerous occasions where if i'm sitting with another mortgage broker that i'm friends with or or we're just sitting there and there's lots of times where we'll get the same phone call from Google, for example, and uh, they'll get the phone call first. And then I get the phone call and it's the same person asking the same questions. And I'm not even being arrogant when I say this, but it's 10 times out of 10, I'm getting that deal because I'm confident in, in what I'm providing. If you're going to be, you know, if you're a broker that's like, oh, well, uh, you know, I don't know why, uh, and you're not sounding confident, that person's going to find the next person that sounds confident. That's really good. What's one software app you can't live without? You said HubSpot and Dropbox. Is there any others? It's uh, I got four that I can't uh, can't live without. So it's uh, HubSpot, Dropbox, Google. The whole Google suite is amazing because it integrates with everything. And uh, the last one is for my social media, and it's it's called Canva. So it's just a it's an easy way to to create images using just an online program. And I live by that thing. That thing is, I spent tons of time on it. So well, actually looking at your Facebook, I was wondering how you made those images. So and now that you say Canva, that makes sense. Yes. That thing is, it, I, I, my social media would not be where it's at. If it wasn't for Canva. That's for sure. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I've read this book so many times. I've listened to the audiobook, read it, and I highly recommend it to everyone, whether they're in business or looking to improve their personal life, friendships, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. It is, uh, it's something, it's like a go-to book. If I've got nothing else to read, I'm reading that one again, simply because it's so good. 
And it's the, the principles in it are so simple that they're easy to just put into play in your life. So I highly yeah, recommend that. That's a good one. Okay. So here's the last question. So yeah. if you could jump, it's the DeLorean. Remember the movie Back to the Future? Yep. So if I could put you in that car, send you back in time to when you were starting out as a mortgage broker and you could sit down and you say, Chris, these three things you need to do, brother. What three things would you tell yourself? <laughs> three things I would tell myself. The first thing I'd say is start a CRM or some sort of lead tracking system immediately. Uh, I can't believe I went so long without it because it makes work so much easy and it frees up your brain memory for doing other stuff because uh, everything is so seamless when you got something to handle uh, all your leads for you. And like I said, I just kind of recently started really heavily using it. And I would have, if I can go back, that's one thing I'd change for sure. Another thing would be to don't stop marketing during the busy time. So when you're busy, or at least when I was busy, it was, um, I found I didn't make time to keep marketing or to keep posting on social media. So I'd always get these ups and downs in business, these, these really high mountains and then these valleys, mountains, valleys. And uh, so if there's something I'd tell myself back then, just keep marketing set, you know, when you are getting busy, set some stuff on autopilot and, and uh, definitely keep the, the marketing going. And uh, the last thing is follow up. It's my follow up procedure for, for years was terrible. I wouldn't, if I got leads in, I'd meet with them and I wouldn't follow up with them um, or I wouldn't do it enough. And then uh, uh, sometimes, it, you know, most times they'd come back, you know, usually if they sit down on my desk, I usually get those deals, but you know, there's definitely deals that I lost because I simply didn't follow up and, and someone else did. And uh, that's something I've changed and I'm excited to see, you know, how that's going to reward me in the future by just doing simple follow-up. Right. They say the fortunes in the follow-up. That's, that's exactly it. I know, like I alluded to my buddy Tristan there again, but he has a stack of paperwork at his house and it's a, it's all the leads he's pretty much ever gotten or deals that never went through. And he's like, Chris, in that, stack of paperwork there is a business in there you just got to call him and, and ask for it and uh, he's absolutely right <laughs> mm -hmm. no that's really good man actually that was supposed to be the last question i have one other thing so i love mortgage brokering is evolving into this 100 million dollar journey so i'm taking my business partner from 8 million in production a year to 100 million and we're going to document the whole journey and and take the best strategies and tactics from different interviews that we have and apply them in real time to the, our business and see what happens and so this is a long play. This is not going to happen overnight or anything. But what advice would you give us in that? The one thing I'm actually I'm going to talk to Jules about after listening to you, I circled this, was the Facebook videos. Is yeah, yeah. We have the capacity to do videos really easily, and Jules is fantastic. So I'm going to totally take that from your this conversation and apply it to our business, mm -hmm. which is using applying video to our Facebook stuff. So what other advice would you, what's something you'd say that we should do? You, you got to be active on, on the social media. It's, it, there's lots of times where you're like, it's it maybe a day that, you know, uh, you don't got much going on. You got to make it a priority to, to post because you can always have that, oh, I'm going to do this later. Or maybe I don't think this is going to be valuable to my clients or my fans on Facebook, but you got to post because if, if you're not seeing anything, if they're not seeing anything, it doesn't matter if they like your page. And if you're not posting, they're not seeing your name and they're not knowing your mortgage broker and they're going to see someone else that is. So someone else is going to post and they're going to use them. It's just, that's how the social media world works. So there's a ton of business out there in, in Saskatchewan. I know there's the statistics are 83% of people that live in Saskatchewan are on social media. And of those, of those 83%, 90% of those people are on Facebook. 
that's a lot of people that you can get through. So I highly recommend if you guys aren't on Facebook, we're just kind of building that out. So I, I may reach out to you again and get some more advice and we'll share anything that, that's working with us. But uh, dude, this has been an awesome conversation. Where can people find you online? People can find me at uh, www.chriskmortgages.ca or my Facebook page. It's just uh, facebook.com forward slash Chris Kalinsky Mortgages. Awesome. And anybody listening can get links to everything we talked about in the show notes at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. Chris, man, I really appreciate your time today and I hope you continue to crush it. Thank you very much. You too, man. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.